Hello, and welcome back to Tried Stages Social Distancing Radio Theater and the final episode of Edward II. Please be advised this episode contains bigoted language, disturbing imagery, and violence. When we were last at Asterdale, Isabella Blessing and Mortimer Chestnut had convinced Peggy Pickler to get Edward to sign a will, leaving everything in trust to Eleanor. Peggy agreed, but she refused to actually murder Edward suggesting instead they send for her son, Mace. Left alone with Edward, Peggy tried to frighten him into signing the will, but Edward refused. When Peggy left the room to get a bucket of water and some rags, Olive snuck into the library to offer Edward a drink of water and some advice. Edward tried to bribe Olive into setting him free, but Olive made it clear she was not a part of his story and that what she wanted he could never provide. It is now late in the same evening. Peggy sits eating her dinner. Edward, no longer blindfolded and gagged, but still tied to the big chair at the desk, is showing the effects of the roots and poison Peggy has used on him. Mace sits on the desk, holding a bucket, and enjoying Edward's despair. <laughs> Danny, lock the door. Make sure you double lock and put on the chain. Then pour me a big old shot of whiskey. I've been missing you so much, baby. Switch on the radio, Danny, and I'm gonna dance. Dance in your arms. Oh, Danny. Them roots really messed him up, didn't they, Mama? <laughs> He's gone. Is that you, Danny? Keep your voice down now. Shh. Who's that? There's somebody outside that door. You hear them? There's somebody there. Don't open that door. Don't open that door. Well, somebody wants in, Eddie. Somebody needs you. We gotta let them in, Eddie. Don't open that door. Don't. Edward Blessing, you are under arrest. No. no. <coughs> he don't stop. He just keeps puking and puking. <laughs> you want a plate of food? I can get Olive to bring you a plate of food. I ain't hungry yet. Well, Olive will feed you when you are. It's city food, but there's a whole bunch of it, and these beans ain't even cooked. There you go, buddy. You feel better. You've got a handsome face, mister. Do you know Dorothy? Who? You a friend? He thinks I'm a faggot. Give him a kiss. That'd be funny, Mace. See what he does. <laughs> hey, Eddie. 
Look at me, baby. Here you go. Danny? <laughs> he thinks you're Danny. Oh, Mama, this is fun. Hey, Eddie, you and me, we're going to have us some fun. Big fun. Yes, please, Danny. Yes, fun. And then you're going to die. What? I'm going to kill you. I don't want to die, Danny. Don't. I... But how can you be with me, Eddie? I'm dead, ain't I? You gotta die if you want to be with me. No, 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 no. I don't want to die. I don't deserve to die. Yes. Yes, you do. Of course you do. <laughs> You're a sick little fairy. And the only thing we ought to do with Nancy boys is to kill them. You are Danny. Get away from me. I want Danny. Yes, I am. I am Danny. I'm in hell now, Eddie. And old Lucifer told me the only thing we can do to fruits is to kill them. Amen. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in God. Would you listen to that? Blasphemy. Slap him good. You son of a bitch. You can't do that. I just did. You'll be sorry. I'll make sure of that. I am a blessing. I am a blessing. I am a blessing! <clears throat> blessing killed my daddy. What was it Jesus said, Mama? The poor will always be with us, but the blessings are coming to the end of their line. Ain't that right, Eddie? Didn't Jesus tell the truth? Don't be sacrilegious, Mace. Well, didn't he? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know nothing, do you? No. 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 <laughs> Danny? What, Eddie? Can you please get me out of here? Do you think you could help me? Please? That witch over there, she aims to kill me. Of course I can. Of course, Eddie. I can help you. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you, Danny. I love you so much. You know that, don't you? Kiss me, baby, while she's not watching. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to kiss you. Come on, baby, please. Hurry. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. What'd you give him, Mama? Watch your language, boy. I ain't seen one near crazy like this since that New York doctor. I ain't done all that much. Just cut him a few times. Nothing deep. Bet he howled like a baby. He's a spoiled one. I stuck him a couple needles down there in his nether parts. 
You ought to hurt him then. Oh, I got a tooth out, too. You've been giving him herbs, ain't you, Mama? Jimson weed. <laughs> Mainly. Poke berries, too. <laughs> Tonight, I love crazy. I love... What's he doing now? Singing. Well, make him stop. I don't want none of that sin music. I'll teach him a song. How about that, Mama? I'll teach him a good song. Well, you make sure it's holy. If it ain't holy, you got no cause to sing it. Well, listen to this. Listen up, Eddie. Listen to me sing. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. No! See on the portal, he's waiting and watching. Who? Watching for you and for me. Danny? Come home. Come home. Come home. Come home. You who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Danny is calling, calling, no oh, sinner, come home. Oh, for the wonderful love he has promised, promised for you and for me. Though we have sinned, he has mercy and pardon, pardon for me. And for me, come home. Come home. Come home. Come home. You who are weary, come home. All right, hush. Hush that. He likes that song, Mama. He don't know what he likes but sin. Come home. Come home, Danny. Yes, Eddie. Danny has come home. He sure has. How could he? We were just talking, Eddie. Two of us, right outside. Danny's sitting in the hall. He's right outside. I was talking to him just a couple minutes ago, right before I come in. No, you're, you can't. Danny's dead. No, not Danny, no, he was just pretending. He's just pretending till it's safe. As soon as everything's all fixed up and it's safe, Danny's gonna come back and show them all what's what. Bring him here. Mm, not yet. How come? It ain't safe yet. I'll protect him. You didn't before. Come home. Come home. You, you 
come home earnestly tenderly Danny is calling I told you to stop that sinner come home Danny you didn't protect him but you can protect him now how you gotta do a thing No. Just a little thing. Isn't that right, Mama? That's right, Eddie. You listen to my boy now. You do one little thing for us, <laughs> then you can see Danny. Liar! <coughs> my mama ain't no liar. Fruit? <laughs> mama? You bring that curling iron with you in your suitcase. Of course I did. How come? You live by the sword, you die by the sword. <laughs> God's vengeance, Mama. Amen. Plug it in. Here, Pansy, sign your name. No. Don't you want to see Danny? Yes. Then sign your name. Let me. Now you go on out and take care of Danny, Mace. You go on out and you tell him Eddie don't want to see him. What? No! Yep, yep, tell him he might as well get... Eddie, don't love him no more. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Come home. Come home. You see these pliers, Eddie? You remember what they do, don't you? No, 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 no. You gonna sign that paper? Open up, Eddie. <laughs> lean, 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 lean. Who? Who do you think? Safe and secure from all alarms. Danny? Don't you want to lean on me, Eddie? You know I do. Then why won't you do what them people ask you to? They want to take it all. They want to take everything away from me. Is everything more important than me? Eddie, baby. No. Danny, you know I... I don't think I do. Leaning. Leaning. Leaning on the everlasting norms. Let's be together, Eddie. Lady in there, she's gonna help you. Yes. Tell the nice lady to untie your hands so you can sign. 
then we can be together. Hmm. Yeah, baby. Forever. What have you to dread? What have you to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. You'll have blessed peace with my Lord Sanir. Leaning on the everlasting arms. <laughs> Eddie, please. For me. Show me how much you love me. Leaning. Leaning. Safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning. Leaning. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Where do I sign? Quick, I want to see Danny. Uh, uh, here. And, and here. And here. <laughs> he sure does cry a powerful lot. Daddy? Well, he's a Nancy boy. A priss. Them type is weak like the worst kind of woman. Do your job, boy. I want this one to be special, Mama. Shouldn't this one be special, Eddie? Shouldn't this one be... hot? Yes, Danny, yes. Make this one hot for me. Yeah, like you like. Yes, baby. You know, like I like. Wait, Eddie. Wait. Sing along with this one. Uh, enough of this fooling. We got work to do. You'll like this one, Mama. Ugh. Come here to me, Eddie. Hmm.
It is now the next morning. Isabella and Mortimer sit at the desk in the library, each making phone calls. The Reverend Barry Cantor sits, drinking coffee and writing his sermon. The door opens, and Sheriff Ralph Links walks in. Yes, pneumonia. I'm heartbroken. And so soon after his daddy dying, poor Eddie had simply worn himself out with worry. Yes, Eleanor's devastated. Thank you, and thank the senator. We look forward to seeing him and Margaret on Friday. Doesn't nobody answer their damn door nowadays? Where the hell is Olive? Disappeared, apparently. All oh, this civil rights Doesn't nonsense is making phone. some folks too big for their damn britches. There's plenty more olives where olive... Look, Moyers, you got to send somebody. How about the Commerce Secretary? I know it's so soon. What rumors? Now you hold on. How dare you? No, you listen to me. I'm talking now. Lies and slander, that's all it is. I've known Eddie Blessing since we were children. We grew Operator, up together, and there is no to truth to that. Can you try None. the Jordans what? again down Eddie was as normal and as red-blooded as... Will you tell whoever it is that needs to hear it inside this sorry excuse for an administration that Governor Wallace has accepted our invitation and that his presence will be a clear sign of where the Blessing family support will be going in two years? Damn, turncoat, traitor, goddamn. Mortimer. You or Moyer? You'd think with two chances in less than a month, Johnson could get his sorry behind down here and show the southern boat just a little bit of respect. Lyndon certainly has been a disappointment. Well, I voted for Goldwater, and I bet you all wished you did. Oh, a Baptist and a Republican? What's going to become of our state? Your party has abandoned you, preacher. You'll be voting Republican by 72. Mark my words. I already did. I was a Goldwater girl all the way. But don't breathe a word. Eddie was furious. <sighs> Poor Eddie. Aunt Lucy was right. B. Everett never picks up the phone. I thought we'd just do the same hymns again, since the choir's familiar with them. Hello, Dolly would be more fitting. A cremation at the garbage dump would be more fitting. Sheriff, however we feel about what my husband was in life, it is our duty to protect what he will be remembered as in death. His reputation must be untarnished. How am I supposed to preach on that? Just recycle what you said about his daddy. No one listens to your sermons anyhow, Reverend. Mortimer. Well, we're gone. Oh, but were you two here last night? Peggy did her best, but, well, they, uh, they were so tired after the struggle poor Edward endured, I insisted they rest upstairs. Thank you. Ms. Pickler, my family is most appreciative for what you've done here. We will always be in your service. You too, Mace. Thank you, ma'am. I trust we won't need either of you anytime soon. If you do, just whistle. We'll be here.
That family gives me the creeps. How come Mace was here? Edward went into some mighty convulsions towards the end. Peggy sent for Mace to come help poor Eddie's struggles. I didn't realize pneumonia came with convulsions. In fact, I didn't realize Eddie actually had pneumonia. I'm a bit confused as to how he died of a rumor we put out to explain how come he was tied to his bed and gagged and blindfolded. Not perhaps as confused as I am about how a young man who flees back to New Orleans in his brand new car winds up with that brand new car in ashes up in Virginia and himself with a bullet hole in his head at the bottom of the hall. I'm still confused, Sheriff. No, ma'am. Your eyes and ears, Mrs. Blessing. Your eyes and ears. I'm confused. Reverend, you're perpetually confused. M Morty will explain it all later. Just don't say anything about anything and everything will be all right. Good heavens, who on earth could that be? Sheriff, would you get the door, please? Good morning, everyone. Aunt Lucy, what a surprise. I hope you don't mind me dropping by uh, unannounced, but I thought I might be of use as we plan the memorial for my beloved nephew. Dropping by? Why, this is your home, Lucy. This was her home, Reverend. Forgive me, everyone. I fear I smell of boiled cabbage. Have you ever noticed that, Reverend, how all your spinster ladies and widow women at the Dixie, they all smell of boiled cabbage? It, it's a terrible place. Aunt Lucy Evans, and I believe she'll be happier with more independence now that Eleanor and I will be taking up residence here at Asterdale. Where is Eleanor, Isabella? In her room, I imagine. Oh, do you? Is that what you imagine, that Eleanor is in her room? Yes. Why wouldn't she be? Hmm. What are you hinting at? You're driving at something. I remember painfully now after my departure that when I first came to Asterdale, this was long before some of you were born, when George Henry first brought me to Hallborough, I had an audience with his father here in this very room. He explained to me I was not blood. I was a blessing only by marriage and that the privilege of their name was mine only if I honored it and them. I have and will always do so. My great niece, Eleanor Blessing, came downtown to pay me a visit this morning in my Cell at the Dixie? What, by herself? Without asking? She's taken leave of her senses. Not at all. Edward's blood daughter seems to me to be a very sensible young woman with enormous initiative. I 
feel confident blessing mills will be in qualified hands as do i aunt lucy evans and in the meantime she will have mortimer and i to guide her will she will she now ellie honey come on in now C come on in with the family eleanor good morning everyone <laughs> What on earth are you wearing? Those polka dots are so cute. I like them. Aunt Lucy bought them for me. Thank heavens you hadn't cut off my credit at Siskins. It's completely inappropriate for a family in mourning. That's what I thought. Like a celebration almost. Her father is dead, Lucy. My father was murdered. My, 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 someone is drinking up all the gin. Eleanor, could you fetch us another bottle? Your mother might get thirsty. Of course, Aunt Lucy. I have the key right here. Key? What, what is going Be on Be quiet, here? Isabella, and learn something. Ellie, honey, shut the door behind you. You better bring two. Your mother is in for a shock. Of course, Aunt Lucy. I had no idea. That door was there. Pastor Dale is filled with many wonders, Mortimer. It's like a castle in a ghost story. Put those bottles down, Ellie, honey. Imagine, if someone was hiding in there, they could hear everything that was said in this room. They could. Every word. It's my favorite place to play. What did you hear, Ellie? Ellie, dear, come. Come to your mother now, precious. Come to me. Sheriff Lynx. You shouldn't have shot Danny. That wasn't nice. And Reverend Cantor, you should be ashamed of what you did. What? What did you hear? She heard everything. Everything we did? Everything we did, Eleanor. We, all of us, did it for your family. I don't have any family left, Sheriff. I'm the only one. Ellie, how can you say that? I'm your mother, darling. Your, your own sweet mother. You and that man there. You kissed. I heard you, both of you, talking about dirty things. Eleanor, hush, Isabella. Make, make her. I thought you were only playing, saying things about killing my daddy, but now my daddy's dead. Eleanor, baby, you don't understand. I think she understands perfectly well. What have you done? What have you said to my daughter, you resentful, envious... Aunt Lucy Evans is more family than anyone. She bought me this dress. I promised my father-in-law, sitting right there, I'd always be a stalwart in troubled times. Aunt Lucy will take care of me now. She's not your family. Eleanor, we did this for you. Everything was for you. Listen to your mother, Eleanor. 
Now! We did this for you. For the blessings. You are not a blessing. None of you. None of you are blessings. Not a single, solitary one of you. I'm the only one. The only real and true one. I'm the blessing. I'm the blessing. I'm the blessing. As we turn away from the library and walk down the hallway at Astrodale and out into the bright spring sunlight of mid-morning, I wish you well as you journey home from Hallborough. Come back when you get a chance. This is but one of the many secrets our city wants to tell. I'm Preston Lane, author of Edward II, and I want to thank you for spending this time with us here in Hallborough. I want to give special thanks to our artistic team, Sarah Hankins, Foley artist Keaton Brower, Props master Andy Canning Skinner, and our editor, Taylor Dankovich. The cast of Tried Stages Social Distancing Radio Theater production of Edward II was Michael Newman as Edward Carson Blessing II, Abigail Wilson as Isabella Blessing, Grace Bollinger as Eleanor Blessing, Cindy Strickland as Lucy Evans Blessing, Jeffrey West as the Reverend Barry Cantor, Brian Mullins as Mortimer Chestnut, Melanie Matthews as Olive Rogers, Beth Ritson as Peggy Pickler, Bradley Carter as Mace Pickler, Carol Michael Johnson as Ralph Links, and Kyle Metzger as Daniel Gibbons. The Hallboro Project is an essential part of the mission of Tried Stage. Digging deep into the roots of the North Carolina Piedmont, we seek to tell the untold stories of our region and create dialogue with our community. To learn more about Hallborough, visit hallborough.org. And to stay up to date on what's happening now, check out facebook.com backslash Hallborough. During the COVID-19 crisis, story and art are more important than ever. I found such creative sustenance and community engaging with the artists and our audiences while working on this project. Even though we are separated by distance, story brings us together. Please help us keep engaging with our community by donating at triedstage.org backslash support. Please share our online work with your friends and family. And as always, I look forward to the day when I can see you all again back at the theater. Mm-hmm.